Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Please welcome the wickedly talented Bam 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 Hey fam, welcome to Hey Fam. My name is Levins. My name is Angus. It's Lego Angus. And uh, you know what? I was actually going to say that because I was reading the list and I was like, <laughs> that sounds so dumb. I'm going to refrain. That's why I, I said I'm Angus, just kind of non-committal. Non, uh, but then you went ahead and um and said it, so it's fine. Someone someone make this this week's craft project for everyone listening is to make a Lego Angus. No, the the project is to make um next Lego ideas. Hey fam studios. What's our studios? I don't even know what our studios is though. We'll, we'll let the audience decide. I want to see them <laughs> right. come up with it. It looks has to look like Mike from Two Mix from my aunt, Mike my aunt's. Yeah, room. there's a there's like a um, Leon the yeah, professional Leon the professional poster. poster. <laughs> What else do you have? Fifth Element and Leon. He just had the films of Luke Besson. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so this week on Hey Fam, we're going to be talking about... Leg- Alien Resurrection. And Didn't he make that? Luke Besson? No, that's someone else. It's another... We're going to be talking like yeah, French directors. Luke Besson <laughs> retrospective. Uh, this, this tonight. I reckon we could do it. <laughs> that actually sounds good because I reckon between us we've seen maybe eight... Uh, no, it's by Jean-Pierre Jeune. I, I'm going to fuck up his last name, so I'm not going to say it. It's like a real Frenchy looking word. It's like J's, E's, N's, and T's. I I, I don't want to go there. Okay, let's see if we because um, it was just Bastille Day, and I don't want to, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't want to rub the soul in. Okay, I've seen, uh, but this is the guy that I've seen oh, yeah, three what? of Luc Besson's movies. I reckon that's three more than no, a lot of people. No, two. I've only seen two. Sorry. Oh shit! Let me guess. Um, I've re- we've already said uh, them. Fifth Element and Leon yes. the Professional. <laughs> So the guy I'm thinking about did City of Lost Children and Delicatessen. Oh yeah, yeah. And Amelie. Amelie yeah. They're very easy to uh to like fuck up. They're both you know? French. That's that's all they've really got. Yeah. Um oh wow, Alien Resurrection written by uh the bad boy of um, <laughs> of movie sets, Joss Whedon. <laughs> bad boy of morale <laughs> on set. Wait, so you I had no idea have, he wrote it. Have you oh, seen yeah, Luke Besson? Have you seen La Femme, La Femme Nikita? Yeah. The Big Blue? Uh, I've seen the cover. So this is where it gets murky for me, <laughs> You've working seen the cover in a video store. In, in a I, I, sometimes I can't remember if I've seen a movie or not. I have definitely seen La Femme Nikita. I do know The Big Blue because um, there's a fucking dolphin on the front. I guarantee it. He made three um, Arthur movies. Arthur and the Invisibles. Arthur yeah, it's and not the, Arthur. Arthur and like the Revenge the, of Maltazard. 
and Arthur Three: The War of Two Worlds. What are these movies? Like you, C- European early CG, CG movies. movies. Yeah, the, I would oh, say they yeah. have more in common with Delgo than they would uh, Toy Story. Holy shit! Try and guess. Just try and guess three of the Nicholas Cage is in them, right? Isn't Nicholas Cage got something to do with them? No, it's way crazy. No, he's the ant bully. He's the ant bully. I get them mixed up because they're both about small people, right? Um, But which one's Arthur? Arthur is about... uh, Arthur and the Invisibles. That's insane. Oh, yeah. These look fucked. These look like... There's three of them, though, and they're all directed by Luke Besson. (laughs) That's That's crazy. crazy. (laughs) But don't, don't look at the cast. Try and guess the cast. Okay. Um, is it like a French cast or is it's, it international? It's, 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 it's a mostly American cast, but it is the most insane. Cast. I can't. I I don't know. Okay, so Josh Gad, Madonna, oh, Jimmy okay. Fallon, <laughs> Mia cool. Farrow, Robert De Niro, Snoop Dogg, <laughs> David Bowie, <laughs> Harvey Keitel, and Jason Bateman. It sounds like Luke Besson had an iPod video and just literally swung that little circle, uh, the little um, the navigation wheel around uh, between movies and albums and was like, yeah, David Bowie's in it and yeah, I'm really Dog. into Arrested Development. That's crazy. I can't believe... That. What's crazy to me actually is that there's three. Yeah, so I'm now seeing... Yeah, so the, the, the third It's based one. on a book series. That man, the CG models are disgusting. This is one of the yeah, they look like, most foul-looking movies I've ever seen. They look like um, that Legends of Gahul have took one look at them and flew the other way. So after the after the first movie was mm. um, like basically like <laughs> deemed like a a big failure. Um, yeah, yeah. What is I'm looking at it now. What do we go? We got the uh, critical response. It stinks, right? Yeah, the film received negative reviews from critics and underperformed in the twenty two percent Rotten Tomatoes. It was nevertheless successful enough in France and the rest of the world to generate two sequels. But then in the, in the um, right up for the se- the second movie, um, it received generally negative <laughs> reviews by critics. It was a success in France, but due to its predecessor's failure at the American box office was released direct-to-video yeah. in the States. It performed disappointingly in the rest of the world. As a result, the film and its sequel were generated huge money losses for Europa Corp. Right, something that we've never heard of. Wow, dude. Because it doesn't exist. The second movie... I just, just read an amazing line. Even crazier. Oh. Is it no one from the original? Like, they couldn't afford it? Well, De Niro's not back. Uh, who's back? We've, of course not. Mia Farrow's back. And Snoop Dogg is back. Dude, the only Snoop sequels uh, De Niro does uh, meet the Fockers. We know this. <laughs> um, so we've got Selena Gomez replacing Madonna. Um, Lou Reed replacing David Bowie as Maltazard. Um, <laughs> that's so funny that he's like another guy. <laughs> someone called Doug Rand replacing Jimmy Fallon. But then you also have like, so there's like, like Logan Miller is in this. Um, Will I Am, Fergie. Damn. Uh, this is also cool in the sense that it switches, it looks like, between live action and animation throughout the film. And now I'm going to go to the third one, which Damn, is Damn, this looks like, okay, once again, it looks like we have something uh, to, to deep dive. Yeah, look, it, it, it um, swings between live action. So he reads like a book and shit. It's some real Page Master vibes. Holy shit, dude. I've got the So Arthur 3, you know, The War of Two Worlds, Jason Bateman mm. decided, I'm out. Guess who they replace him with? Michael J. Fox. Iggy Pop. That's that's insane. <laughs> so this movie has had 
You've got Bowie, Anyone Lou Reed, that put out an Iggy album Pop, in the 70s, Snoop Dogg, in the 80s, and two members of the Black Eyed Peas and Madonna and Selena Gomez. Um, <laughs> interesting that Snoop Dogg returned because I'm reading here. He didn't um, return for the third one. Okay, but it's interesting he came back for the second because um, this is this is, oh, this whole sentence is great. I'm just going to say it all. Los Angeles Times reviewer Alex Chun wrote that Luke Besson admits he knew absolutely nothing about animation before he started this project. <laughs> And it shows. Then the next part is Variety's Robert Kohler called it an alienating, called it alienating and dislikable, and noted that having African American thesp Snoot Dogg and Anthony Anderson voice creatures that are basically monkeys shows poor taste. Oh God, <laughs> dude, this has to be the next deep dive we do the Arthur trilogy. I don't think Luke Besson's watched. Yeah, all well, three of them. So the bulk of the um, extra voices in the second and third movies. Uh, are, mm. are done by this dude whose name is David Gassman, and he's best known for being the voice of Rayman, like as in the, <laughs> the, the video game character. And the, these French people are crazy. And the French, he's the French voice of Goku from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> dude, that rules. That guy, that is like a Bermuda Triangle of good fucking times. If you get stuck <laughs> anywhere near that guy, man, I, I can't stop looking at the character models. They look disgusting. Why are there so many bad animated movies? They look movies? like prematurely born, like, <laughs> elven babies. Wow. The, like And, like, the budget is, like, $85 million for the first movie. Like, in, in 2006. Dude, this is the Delgo era. This is that Delgo era where every fucking dude with a computer was like, yeah, I also am Pixar now. And all these companies that, like, don't exist anymore. At the time, it oh, was wow. the most expensive French movie ever made. Yeah, I read that until it was eclipsed by uh, Asterix goes to the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> Which, funnily enough, has some of the cast members I thought was going to be in Arthur, namely Gerard Depardieu. Yeah, and also is surprisingly not a CG animated movie. That's a live action totally. Asterix. This is so fucking crazy. <laughs> Man, French movies be crazy. I know, you know, they, 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 they had it all in the, you know, 50s and 60s and 70s with their new wave. Well, it wasn't all new wave, but, you know, there was a vibe. Damn, they really um dropped the ball later years, didn't they, for the freaks that invented cinema? So, look, neither of us thought we would be opening the episode with this, uh, you know, semi-deep, this shallow dive into the uh, Arthur trilogy. This isn't shallow. This is the deep end. I guarantee this is an infinity pool because no one attached to the film has gone this far back. I'm still trying to figure out which... So, he doesn't really direct movies anymore. He does a lot of scripts of movies that I'm kind of, like, shocked that he did. He wrote the script, for example... For Taken 1 and The Transporter 3. Didn't we talk about someone last week who wrote the script for Taken 3? Yeah. Um, was Webb. it Luke Besson? Mark Webb. Well, guess what? He must have worked with Luke Besson because he's also listed as uh, one of the screenwriters. That's crazy. And also, the they looks like they did a Born Identity vibe. And uh, for some reason, they didn't get uh, Camp Renner chief involved. Uh but it's a transporter refueled, and that comes out after three. So I mean, yeah, he, he just he, writes he movies now. Besson made the Valerian movie, Valerian and the City of Planets. Yeah, the that's Thousand like Planets. the last movie he made, which no, I no, that, really need to la- see. Last year he released a movie called Anna. Um, no, he which he directed. Oh, that's he wrote, he's, produced, last and directed. year. Sorry, but it has a lot of um, Fast and Furious shared uh, actors. You've got Luke Evans, Helen. Very Mirren, interesting. And Cillian Murphy. He's had yeah. This guy has like a fucking. 
crazy career. He made that Lucy movie too, which is like, have you watched that before? The yeah, Scarlett that was horseshit. Me and my dad saw it. It's crazy though, right? Is it is it like boring yeah. crazy or off the wall hilarious crazy? It's not off the wall hilarious crazy. You kind of wish it was. It's not. Yeah, it's nowhere near as. It's just like a boring ass movie. Damn. Let's get Luke Besson on the pod. Twenty twenty. Seriously. Goal. This guy had he somehow convinced everyone in the nineties that he was a huge vibe. Well, I mean, because I mean, he did, you know, Fifth Element, which I'm very. I mean, Professional is probably his best film. Fifth Element, I remember at the time, like fucking loving it. However, I haven't revisited it, but I guarantee, it probably stinks. But like, I think it stinks in a fun way. Yeah, totally. Like a like a like a great fart. The visualization was like the, sorry, the visuals were great. You know, they everything was like drenched in orange and lime, like those real big nineties vibes. Like I I do think. It's portrayal of the future is wild. It's like that on that Mobius shit. Lily Sobieski's great in it too. Like multi-pass. Like her character's yeah, great. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. And, you know, Fifth Element ran so uh, Resident Evil 6 could walk. <laughs> <laughs> These movies are crazy, dude. Are you still like going... Are, you just, are we just going to be distracted by the existence of the Arthur trilogy for the rest of the episode? So after the Fifth Element, he did Joan of Arc with Mia M- Mila Jokovic or Djokovic. I don't know, Jovovich. however you want to say yeah. it. What is it? Jovovich, yeah. Um, and that was a tank. That tanked. It didn't tank. It just made its budget back. So then ever since Joan of Arc, he kind of just got... He didn't do another movie for like ages. And it was Angel A, a French fantasy film. Yeah, man, he's 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 so crazy. That is our, you know, we're gonna begin every episode now with a surprise deep dive into a French film. Best on in, yeah, best on in show. <laughs> and we have to each week watch a Luc Besson film. Um, so yeah, we are gonna be talking about Lego Mario this episode, um, <laughs> plus uh, a little bit of Muppets talk. Uh, we have got some more. Is that a is that a Luc Besson film? Yeah, Does he, he actually directed the, the new series of uh, of the Muppets on on Fuck Disney yeah. Plus. Speaking of Disney Plus, Angus, today we got the news that Mulan is going to be available next month as a uh, you can, you can pay an additional thirty dollars American to watch Mulan on Disney yeah, Plus. I wonder if that's so. What's interesting? I wonder if that's going to be outside of the states. Apparently, there's rumors because their cinemas that are super not. fucked. But yeah, so but you went to the movies like this week, huh? Yeah, I went to the movies for the first time since Sonic and 4DX, <laughs> which I couldn't stop thinking about in the lead up to getting there and during the film and then leaving the film. I was like, well, now Sonic and 4DX is no longer the the last film I saw in cinemas, which kind of is crazy. What did you see and, and how did it rate compared to for, for Sonic? Um, so I went with two former guests of HeyFam, uh, Noon and Henry. Uh, Henry, Henry one time uh, Blank Slate boy mm-hmm. what did you say yeah we uh we saw the original wicker man oh right yeah i'd never seen it <coughs> is sonic in it have you no he's not but uh count dooku was <laughs> Chris- christopher sick. lee yeah it was great it was so f- it was so bizarre like we went to the you know we bought our tickets online there was no one there and look, how how are you when you go to a movie? Maybe we've spoken about this on the show. It definitely sounds like something I've complained about before, but I am a huge fan of adhering to the seat numbers that you're given. I think it shows 
like a pecking order. Like I have the foresight to book tickets in advance. Yeah. Therefore, these are my seats. There's nothing worse like when you're watching a movie and the trailers are on and there's like some cunt in your seat and you're like, you got to get out. And then they like kick up a stink and then they move somewhere else that isn't their seat still. And then they end up becoming like the shittiest game of Tetris where they're trying to fit their seat. And then there's usually like three people who are just like, these are my seats. Like, and yeah. like, oh, no. Like, it's so rude. And it's usually boomers, I've noticed. Like, they're the ones that like... So, I walk into the cinema, man. It's the Ritz. It's uh, Have you been to the Ritz in it's Randwick? A, it's a fancy, fancy cinema in uh, in Randwick. Well, it's like an old cinema. It's beautiful. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's fancy. Like, interesting. Interesting you went to fancy. Because I'm thinking fancy. Oh, no. Well, I'm thinking... I'm lying down the in the in, chair. What's the one in Mossman that I'm thinking of? That's fancy. They're similar. It's, that, it's like an old cinema. Yeah. It's like a nice old cinema. Like a classic, you know. But I... I go, my mind goes sooner to like a classic old cinema as fancy as opposed to like gold class. Like gold class isn't really fancy. No, but Just gold class at like Palace, Central Park's fancy. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, that's a discussion that we can, that's an interesting talk. We should talk about that though later. That's another episode in the in the pipeline. You and I, uh, you and I revealing what we believe to be fancy. Yeah, I don't, I don't uh, think it's a, you know, being it's a gorgeous able, like art deco. It's an art deco cinema. Being able to receive like a four liter chocolate ice cream sundae midway through a movie that's not necessarily fancy or like no but then we're getting into like classism and it's like if you pay for that then you know you've paid for that right and therefore that is fancy by uh (laughs) by the capitalist margin i guess but this is like a beautiful art deco cinema um walk in we've booked our seats online like almost as a joke because we're like no one's going to be there and two fucking boomer ladies are sitting in our row on our seats and i'm like um these are our seats. And like, they looked like I just told them, I'm arresting you for not wearing a mask. And this is Victoria. They were like, so, they were just not into it. And I'm like, these are our, like, there's literally no one in this cinema. And they're like, yeah, well, maybe. And I'm like, well, no, we've booked these tickets. They, like, they looked at you like you were not letting them into Bunnings. Seriously, it was insane. And I was just like, it happens every time. And it's always boomers. And it's like, classic boomer move to fucking just being an empty cinema and not adhere to these damn rules. And they weren't even great seats. Like, they were fine. <laughs> they were in the, like, uh, balcony section. So, it was a sick view, but there wasn't even front row. It was just like, what are you doing? So, where did they move so to? Were they, like, roughly close to where you were? Or they just they hadn't even looked at well, their tickets? Well, I think they... they I didn't look at their tickets. No, no, no. I just said like they... You know how like sometimes I I feel like people just sit in your seats because they don't want to look at their tickets and figure out where their seats are. Yeah. I do too. I think it's like a pride thing. They're like, well, I should be able to sit anywhere I want because I used to be able to. Yeah. But then they were like, one or if it's two of them, one always goes, I told you we shouldn't have sat there. And one started like ratting the other one out. And it's just like, <laughs> get yourself together. Seriously. You you probably own a several houses within this postcode. Like get out of here. Mm. Yeah. Disgusting behavior. I hate it. I remember when I saw mid nineties, the other people, <laughs> and this makes me sound like uh, a boomer myself. It's teens, disrespectful teens or disrespectful <laughs> boomers that do this. No one else. Only our generation is perfect. <laughs> Those, well, we, those above we, and we below grew up us, on the internet. The worst. We 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 rebel in other ways. You know, we grew up with the internet. Like teens dab, that's their rebellion. And like old people buy houses. We have not. We we just like we buy movie tickets and adhere to them because we get the system. I, and I said to the women, I'm like, you've got to trust the system, trust the process. Okay, like there's a process, and you just got to trust it. Like, fuck. 
and makes you really think. But yeah, I remember seeing mid nineties and it was a packed session at the Dendy in one of the smaller rooms. And like these kids just refused. They must have like not booked online because they don't like have a card or whatever. And then there was five of them and they refused to split up, but like there was no row of five available. So they were like, and I think it got to the point where like a polite group of people just acquiesced and sat apart. And I was like almost about to stand up and be like, stop the film. Like this is injustice. Like these people have paid for these tickets. Like they, they, they have the right to sit where they want. Like you had that choice too and decided not to opt for that. Um, Cause you were skateboarding. And, you know, well, and it's you're, a skateboarding you're on movie, TikTok. you know. Yeah, it, it was just like very rude behavior. I thought you, if maybe if you guys spent more time booking tickets online and less time flossing, we wouldn't be in this situation. Seriously, if you weren't doing like challenges or like miming to, if you weren't eating eating know. Tide Pods, yeah, yeah. If you sp- once you spit out all the Tide Pods for one minute and just uh, instead of googling uh, what is anal, uh, you can Google how to buy movie tickets. What, Very rude behavior. Maybe if you stopped writing uh, Arthur and the Invisibles fan fiction for one second. <laughs> yeah, maybe if you stopped to stop busting to Arthur and the Invisibles deviant art accounts. Um, yeah, you'd be fine. Did you? But then it got me thinking. Also, did you used to like? Did you ever do the inverse of that and like get to movies super early to get a good spot? Uh, no, you know what my etiquette is for getting to movies. <laughs> Oh yeah, you go to the wrong cinema. <laughs> no, I go to uh, there's that, and then or I go to a, a game shop and buy a Warrior game. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it got me thinking. I had to like in 2001 or whenever the first Lord of the Rings came out. I had to like on Boxing Day. Our whole family went, like my extended family, and they made me go buy. They gave me all this cash to buy like no shit, like 14 tickets, <laughs> which is probably like two over 200 dollars. And then I had to like sit in a row because like my grandmother had like a walker and I had to like, we just had to like arrive to the cinemas an hour early and wait. And that was pre-booking tickets online, like before they were numbered. But you know what? Maybe that patience taught me, gave me respect for the system that's in place now. It's some real, I used to walk to school five miles in the snow shit, you know? (laughs) So I think like I learned patience and like, so booking them online is such a reward that I relish in it. Yeah, but I'm a I'm a real stinker with it. Like I'll I'll book my tickets like m- moments before the movie starts and get there as the movie starts. Like you'd hate it. Yeah, I'm I I'm like I'm very much about structure. It's about the only thing I can have in my life that I can rely on. So if I'm like if something is happening at this time, I will just even if I don't want to, I will be there. I just need it because like I've balanced on like a set of invisible scales the rest of my day around it. Like I evenly distribute my attention so how was the wicker man were you even able to pay attention to it or were you too busy like being distracted by just being well i had a few panic attacks during it i had some panic attacks during it just because of covid and how bad the year is and it's like what are we what what is the point of living i was like you know i had a few like mild panic i'd probably had like one panic attack in particular where i just started like profusely sweating through my clothing being like just shut up and watch the movie i kind of had a mini freak out i didn't tell anyone but i was like just crumbling yeah. at the prospect of how horrible this year is <laughs> <laughs> i'm like what am i doing why, why am i here what? this is such a farce i'm in a cinema paying 20 dollars to watch a fucking 40 year old movie like that i think like that's probably I just on kept streaming somewhere 
Oh, I could watch it easily in a higher definition, uh, you know, better quality elsewhere. You could watch it by myself. You could watch it, and no boomers would be in my seat. <laughs> I, could, I could, yeah, I could watch. Uh, I could have those three minutes to watch a trailer to Arthur and the Invisibles <laughs> after. <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, just being at a cinema just really one of the like, you know, that was one of my safe spaces. <laughs> it's where it's where it's where uh, film buffs like I, uh, you know, are accepted, and you know. It was just interesting to go back to that place, but it'd be such a, like, just a dark version <laughs> of what the cinema normally is. Like, empty, just, I don't know. It was it was weird. I did not... Uh, the movie was great. It's a fucking classic. Like, one of the best. So glad I've seen it. And just such a blueprint for so many films that have come since and, like, fit that mold. But, yeah, man. it was It was a strange vibe. It doesn't. It's not like the unintentional humor of the uh, remake. No, no. It's actually like a good film. Where the remake is a good performance. I'll uh, I'll stand by that. I um I know what you mean about that. Like that panic. I I, I now like I'm so used to being at home that the moment I'm not now, I'm like, why am I not at home? I was thinking today, like this is like when obviously I'm not the first person to think this, but like. This is going to have such an adverse effect on our socializing skills. Like, it's never going to go back to how it was. <laughs> like, there'll be, like, the whole process of, like, there will be a vaccine and then there'll be, like, years to roll it out and then we'll be, like, I wonder if this stranger on the bus has got a vaccine. You know what I mean? Like, it's just going to be... It's going to be, like, after 9-11 where, like, everybody was a terrorist. You're going to have like, to, like... told, basically, it could be... Anyone could be a terrorist. And they, like, took bins away from train stations. That, to me, was, like... I remember the defining point of like, oh, the world's different now. Yeah. Like traveling's fucked. Um, like taking, you know, liquids is fucked. You have to take like, your shoes off no at the bins. airport. Totally. Yeah. And it's just like, it, that's never going back. You know what I mean? Like once you set a precedent, like that's it now, like society. And I was just like, it's never going back to how it was. Yeah. I, uh, I had a very like, how long do I have to hold on to the, like the, the belief that I'm a DJ at what point do I give up that, is that a metaphor? That career? Like, is it, well, no, I mean, like, a DJ, not a DJ. It's like a, when the, how many nuns to screw in a lab? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you can still play music. That's being a DJ. Yeah, but like, I there's mean, there's no audience. That's not, it's is not, that it's, a DJ? When does it stop being a career? Like, yeah. Because, I mean, what are you still saying? I mean, it was interesting. We saw, you know, that first month of people pretending to like the app house party and, like, people being innovative and doing like Instagram lives like five days into COVID. They're like, right, this is what I do now. I do live sets. Have you noticed, and I'm not just speaking about DJing, I'm speaking about like the entertainment industry as a whole, which is good because we'll tie into Milan. I, I, I think that the public conscious collective is like just over that now. Like now we're like, we don't care about that. Like things are miserable. and I don't care. Yeah. About You're like, like there was almost that initial thing was like, don't worry, we can do this. Let's bring joy to people. And there's confusion. But now the confusion is like morphed. It's more and more frustrating now. It's yeah, not just confusion. Like the confusion's still there, but it's now anger and confusion. Almost every DJ no started doing, yeah, like Instagram live DJ sets, Twitch DJ sets. And I considered yeah. it at one point. I mean, it would be fun just to kind of do like a weird thing. But I mean, I feel like I'd spend less time DJing and more time just looking at the very low number of people watching my video. Um, yeah. And plus there's no way to like, you know, make money off that. And so that's the reason I started my, my Patreon for, for making mixtapes. Cause I just knew like, well, I, that's something I enjoy doing anyway. I love making mixes. 
and like even regardless of where we're at right now there, there's definitely a handful of people that would like actually pay for a service like that um it's like i've actually like i might like I, this week i put out like my 10th mix that i'd made since covid started so there's like that's crazy like two indie rock mixes two neptunes mixes a disco mix a club mix there's a rap mix there's like all these like pretty like fun like high concept mixes that i've put up on my patreon now and like that and then i finished a book and then i just got contracted to do another book which i have to finish in the next month arthur so i'm gonna arthur four regardless of what happens the reins to arthur yeah, that's right. Arthur for pumpkins and pumpkins and aliens, <laughs> pumpkins and French, pumpkins and bessons, invisible, invisible Brussels pumpkins. sprouts and bessons. <laughs> but it is going to be like yeah, this weird thing where like, I'm glad I was just like I chose an option that that made me like hyper productive. Yeah, because I think like as long as I'm it's actually like a distraction working, too. Right? Yeah, as long as I'm actually like as long as I'm working on something. Like today, I dropped Archie at school, and he was like, "Dad, what do you do on Wednesdays?" And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, like, you drop me at school and then you drop Tilly at school and mum's at school, but what do you do? <laughs> I started like, like having that panic don't take attack. this away from me. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of the car. <laughs> Get out. Never You're fucking walking. Well, well, now I'm not taking you to school. You've lost that one. <laughs> you have to figure out how to get that yourself. No, but thankfully I was able to like be like, well, I last night my because I mean, the reality was I came home and I and I finished Paper Mario. But you don't want to tell your kid that you're dropping it. It's cool that that's like your plan, your grand plans for the day. Yeah, I don't want to come home and say I'm yelling at boomers in an empty cinema. Like <laughs> it's just some things you gotta some things you gotta keep close to your chest. And then I picked him up and he I was like, know so dad, what did you do today? And I told him about the book and Fuck. I said, oh, I edit podcasts and I do this and do that. And he was like, yeah, right. Because I go to school and mum goes to school until he goes to school. But what do you do? I always think about what do you do? Fuck, maybe maybe think a little bit more about what you're doing, Archie. Give him a Yoda lesson. Like, you know, Yoda's like, you know, think about now. Don't think about the future or the past. He's um he's become really invested in the absolute dog shit plot of Ring Fit Adventure. <laughs> the Nintendo The, the devs in Nintendo RPG. like weren't they weren't even into it. Um That said, that game finally got its hooks in me this week. Once you once you like push past like honestly you have to get to the level forty. Um, and then you unlock a skill tree and then you can grind, go back through the levels you've already done and grind for extra points to then unlock more. Jesus. And so now it's like, oh, it actually feels like an RPG to me now. Um, so I, um, what level are you on? Um, my level is number 60 and I'm on like world 10 or 11 now. Um, it's the, no, I mean like what level, what setting level? Oh, what setting, uh, I think 24 of out of 30. Is yeah. my is my difficulty setting? What are you What are you at? Like twenty two or something. Twenty. Yeah. Yeah, I'm only like played four levels, and it is like, it is probably like at a higher setting than what I should be doing, but I'm like doing it to push through, and it feels good. Yeah, I mean, if if you do it lower, I think you have to do less work to get through the story. Because I know yeah, I know no, that's I why you're playing it for the plot. <laughs> you and Archie. Yeah, I'm like. Me and Archie are filling out the Ring Fit wiki every night. <laughs> um, he's like, he's so funny. He'll be like, Dad, why do you think Drago took over Allegra's mind and and um, and and got and covered her in darkness? <laughs> like, it's like, why did? What, yeah, I'm I, I'm always wondering who made his like um, active wear. <laughs> yeah. 
He's like this fucking demonic force and he w- has active wear. Yeah, it's great. And he's like, fla- he's just, he's like a bad guy, but really into like personal health. I finished Paper Mario today and all I could think about was like, man, how good would it be if they just let these guys work on the Ring Fit Adventure story? And at least... It'd be so good. Well, imagine yeah. if you were just playing as like a really fat... Oh, you are playing as fucking Wario and Wario has to get in shape. You make it a yes. WarioWare fitness game. That's the vibe. Oh, that would be so good. You play as fat fucking Wario and like... Nintendo are mental though. They don't let anyone do anything <laughs> with their characters. It's like, no, you have to... The, the character is a nondescript fit bro who wears active like wear. Like we said, like whose one two on switch, one two yeah, one two switch would have been like an easier fucking pill to swallow if it was like Mario Party games. You know what I mean? Just like, but no, they had like FMVs of like fucking just dumb non-existent Extras. families pretend. Extra, yeah. like union performing union in front actors. of a green screen. Yeah. yeah, just disgusting shit. Yeah, real gross. Um, yeah, so you mentioned it earlier, but uh, so did I, I guess. Uh, Mulan, the upcoming Disney remake of the uh, anime, beloved animated feature. Um, it, it, today they announced, and it's the first, like, kind of, I guess we, we got Onward released in the States first, but then came to um, Australian Dis- Disney Plus before it was released in cinemas properly. Um, yeah. Frozen 2, they pushed ahead. Um, and and put on Disney Plus a lot earlier than it was meant to, um, but we haven't really seen Nothing. like one of their actual main movies come out on uh, on Disney Plus first Skip and theatrical. foremost. And the deal what is what happened with uh, fuck. What's the what was the, the 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 new Pixar one? Onward. Onward. Yeah, that was like in Australia. It didn't go to cinemas, but it had... I, I literally like just said that. ...like a two-week window. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but it had a two-week window on iTunes. That's right. That, that was the difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It had like a window where you could buy it and then it went to Disney+. Plus. And we've seen like Scoob came to um, digital iTunes before um, before being released uh, in cinemas. Like pretty low Did prof. that come to cinemas? No, it, it was meant to be in cinemas, but uh, they put it out on, oh, yeah, on, yeah, on yeah. digital. And that was what started the big... Uh, Rift between what Universal and um and uh, oh no no it, it was them it was Universal saying that they might put out the Fast and Furious movie well I can't remember what was the movie that made made the cinema like the big cinema group in America angry I think it maybe maybe it was Scoob it was maybe Fast yeah it was Universal it was Trolls two Trolls two that's World right Tour. that's the one so those yeah. are like the big high profile releases so far but this is definitely the highest profile um hands down so it's thirty dollars that you have to pay on top of your regular monthly Disney Plus fee, which, you know, if you are watching it as a family who you'd normally have to pay, you know, 10, 15 bucks a ticket for, then I guess it makes sense. But I feel like the bulk of people excited for this movie are like people in their 20s who live alone. I don't like... Yeah. Mulan doesn't strike me as a particularly like big family movie. The the animated one certainly is, but this is like a songless live action remake that's like yeah at least more, Aladdin had like way songs. way more of an action movie right yeah yeah I mean this one's like historical drama mixed with like magic and shit I guess but there's no dragons no no I mean we don't know yet maybe they're maybe they're, they're whipping out what was uh, Eddie Murphy's character in it like Lushu or something Mugu or something Mushu Mugu yeah Mugu <laughs> <Mugu? laughs> 
It was closer than yours. What did you say? Lushu. I said Lushu and Mushu. We're not too far off. <laughs> well, I said Mooga. Together, we literally <laughs> were halfway <laughs> yeah. there. Um, Classic horse shit ass. But the, yeah, I don't know. What, what do you think about this? Um, I feel bad for the filmmakers. Again, this just comes back to how fucked this thing of ours is that's that's going on at the moment. But yeah, I feel bad. Like that movie was, you know, same with the Onward filmmakers. Like these films were, I mean, putting aside the fact that like a mega corporation's putting it out, just from the artist's point of view, I feel bad for them. Like they shot this thing to be seen on like big dick screens and stuff like that. And to have that taken away from them and like, you know, it'd be like having your album finished, but then someone getting like, the 128 Napster rip that has like a watermark said every 20 seconds during the song. Yeah, yeah. And like, you, you know, the second they put this out, like it, it'll be, you can you'll be able to find it on Pirate totally. Bay as well. 100%. And like, you also know that people will be pausing it and going to the movie, like going to the toilet and like not concentrating. I just feel bad for them as a connoisseur <laughs> of cinema once again. But I, I just feel bad that like they're not, they will not be getting the, yeah. I don't know. They're not getting the like attention or the yeah. It just won't be getting the audience like the satisfaction. Like I'm sure this thing was shot to be seen, you know, in cinemas. Yeah, and there's been a lot of criticism of this move from people saying like, you know, Disney seem okay doing this with the um, you know, predominantly Asian led or entirely Asian led cast movie, but are they going to do the same thing with Black Widow with their other releases for the year, like? So this movie was like on buses during the start of COVID. I remember it was like coming soon. Like it was the last run of ads before, uh, you know, they had to pull that shit. This and onward. So it's interesting. This and onward. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I bet you they thought they, you know, without even considering race for a minute, like I don't think Disney want to be doing this. Like this is not their plan. What's crazy is that they made the call to do this, yet they still have Disneyland and Disney World open to the public. Yeah, that's bonkers. It's fucking insane. Like, it, that's like, like in Australia, Victoria at the moment, you know, they're getting, what, they had 700 cases, new cases today. And mm. you can't, they're, they're under curfew, they're under lockdown and curfew. You can't leave your house after between 8 p.m. and 5 a.m. In, 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 in Melbourne anymore. But in like Florida. Makes sense to me. In Florida, there's 10,000 cases a day. And fucking Disney World is open. Truly baffling shit, right? Like, I'm pretty sure their daily death count is more than Melbourne's daily case, like case count. Jesus. Why would you go? And it's like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's open up the world of Pandora in case people want to, like, cough while doing the mighty... How do you cough in Navi? The mighty Akron ride. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Tell you what, those Navi are so big that they could do a elbow cough and cover a few of you up. That's a nice thought. <laughs> Coughing into a Navi's uh, elbow pocket. If someone ever accuses me of having COVID, I'll, and I, I'm like, no, dude, I just have a cough. Listen to the last six years of my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you should get that checked out. My dad's uh, throat cancer started as a cough, you know. So I've had a cough. <laughs> Don't want to freak you. I've had a, I've had cancer since I was like four years old. Uh, it's just a. It's well, like it started a off thing. as I, like a. It was a growth because he had like a non-smoker throat cancer, and he's fine now. <laughs> But it started right. off as like a growth that he just coughed. And my mom would be like, can you stop coughing? And like, it was an annoying thing. A tick almost. And then I'm like, what? oh shit, you got like cancer. I only get it when I talk. Like at length. Man. Fucking the irony of the, the Kevin Smith of Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's of why. Sydney podcasting. Maybe that's why he started smoking weed. So he had like an excuse for his, to cover his cough. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's it. I love that. that he, he, he's actually st- stealing valor. He's not a weed head. He's just embarrassed to say that he coughs and he shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> Poor Kevin getting into jobs he should not be doing still. Like <laughs> making movies or... <laughs> I was thinking again, during Wicker Man, I was thinking of like, what was it? Kilroy was here? Yeah. Is that, is that the... I was just like, man... That fucking movie. <laughs> when I was having my panic attack, a Kevin Smith movie came up. You know that like I didn't get to bed after our last episode until like 3 a.m. because I watched the entirety of his god-awful web series. With so his... you actually watched them all? I watched all seven episodes <laughs> of whatever the fuck the Kevin Smith and his and the funny thing future is son we finish it web series. It's awful. The best thing is we finish like early now. I know. Like, I... And you... Three hours. We're just deep like dive going over of it? shit. I shouldn't be doing. We, that's so funny. What, what, what were your findings? Because I'm not watching it. Oh, but my findings is that I should not be watching it. <laughs> is the quality okay? At least the first one was kind of like okay. This is good fodder for the pod. What what does it just become masochistic the more you watch it? Okay, or so what's in, the vibe? in the latest episode, um, Kevin Smith and his family, his wife, his daughter, <laughs> his daughter's boyfriend, are uh, on their deck eating brownies. And Kevin Smith Wade goes, brownies. ooh, ooh. No, just regular brownies. He goes, ooh, ooh, I'm going to eat the last brownie. And then he goes to reach it. And then the his Harley Quinn's boyfriend snatches it and eats it. Joker. And then, um, <laughs> then he goes, I ate the last brownie. Yeah. And then he gets up and starts doing Fortnite dances. And Kevin Smith's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm doing a Fortnite dance. And then he does it. It's like, goes for like a minute. He actually says a Fortnite dance. And then he Kevin's like, what the fuck's a Fortnite? 
And he's like, oh, you dumb old man. You don't know anything about, about video games. And he's like, I bet you I could beat your ass at a video game, a new video game. And then it's uh, like, then yes. it's promo for his... Let his, me guess, the king of self-fucking... Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's promo for oh. his, his video game, Jay and Silent Bob video game. Dude, that is brutal. But also, like, I kind of want to watch it now. <laughs> I tell you, man, he, he does this because he's looking at that guy going... God, man, that's just like me as a kid. I'm going to be the guy that I wish I had helping me out. But he doesn't realize he's like smothering him with like shit. <laughs> no one will ever hire this kid. I think this kid seems so, so he's as keen as they, they, they matched in, in, in keenness. It's real Hollywood shit. shit though, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's sycophantic. Like it's funny to think we're living in a world where Harley Quinn Smith is like Hollywood deemed like a, a, a version of Hollywood royalty. <laughs> is she? She's in a Tarantino movie, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're now a legacy. She's the best-known actor in Kilroy Was Here. Or maybe She's Jason Mewes. I yeah. mean, that's... Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, this week, um, Lego Mario finally came out. Um, this is the... No, it didn't. Oh, I thought you meant Paper Mario. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> this guy is Paper. He's Lego. What the fuck isn't he? Lego Paper <laughs> Mario. <laughs> Lego. What's next? Meccano Rio? No. It does like, I know everyone was like, you know, eagerly awaiting this like bullshit rumor that for the 35th anniversary of Super Mario, they would re-release like the Switch versions of Mario Galaxy and, and 64 and Sunshine. Oh, yeah. Sunshine. Um, which just seems too good to be true. And also it makes too much sense to be That's true. That's a great business move. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it would never happen. And everyone's like, oh my God, like, I can't believe they're just ignoring the, the Mario birthday. But I have Mario having, you know, played 35 hours of the new Paper Mario game. And now I spent like the weekend building Lego Mario sets with my kids. And then off the back of that... Um, <laughs> Archie was asking questions about Mario So we spent like three hours on Sunday Playing the original Mario Brothers Mario Brothers 3 and Mario World together um, It's amazing It was such a fucking good weekend um, But yeah, the, the you got the um, What was his favourite? Uh, he, he was r- really, really hooked on Actually, and you'll love this shit uh, on, the, on the original Mario Bros um, And I like I, I was playing what, it at the first. arcade or Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers, not the original. Uh, that Come arcade. On, get shit. that fucking yeah. shit right. Yeah. it's Mario Bros. arcade. Super Mario is a platform. Okay, mate. Um, no wonder why they haven't sent you Lego yet. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we, I, I, you know, I did the bit where you jump over the, um, the under underground oh, level and then yeah, ma- yeah, made yeah. it to the warp pipes. And I was like, check it out, Archie. Now we can go to any of these worlds. We can jump forward. You know, do we want to go to two, three, or four? And he looked at me like I was such yeah. an idiot. He was like, "You go to two. Like, he's such a he's got such a little math brain. It's like, no, no, that do rules. this properly, Dad. No cheating. Yeah. So we just you can hear the train pulling into the station. The <laughs> yeah, I've never ever played any of the two levels of Mario World. I love that. Don't tell him that. Don't tell Nintendo that. Are they going to snap your Lego? <laughs> and. uh yeah, we, I was I, just thinking, you know what would be funny? Mario, they're like, okay, it's 35th anniversary. And the mo- as you were saying, like, you know, it, it's such a good business idea. So no wonder why it's not happening. If they're like, all right, guys, press conference or whatever. It is 35 years of, you know, our um, company's, you know, iconic character. One of the most beloved characters in the world, Mario. So 
we're going to take this opportunity to announce we're doing um, Year of Luigi 2. Just, <laughs> you know, we're going to uh, just drop Luigi's Mansion 3, which came out last year. We dropped $10, uh, $5 off that in the eShop. And uh, that's about it. So, yeah, enjoy it. Just, Do- like, that Dr. Would be Luigi 2. Dr. Luigi 2, uh, but you have to... Uh, we might release that later. We're not too sure yet. And, and there's also, uh, 17 uh, new Luigi Amiibo. Yeah, that uh, you won't be able to buy them because of COVID. And Kid Icarus Uprising, for some reason, is here as well. I would love that. I, I, I want a Switch version of Kid Icarus. They'll never work because they're all like, oh, that, no, It'll they, work. they can't work. I want, a, I want, I want it purely because we'll get a new Sakurai conference about how good that game is and underrated do you reckon he has panic attacks watching Wicker Man about Kid Kid Icarus Uprising? Well, like, we we, we know he has two enormous televisions, so yeah, I reckon he's watching Wicker Man on one screen and playing Kid Icarus Uprising on the one next to it. Yeah, the way it was meant to be played. Um, so you got the so starter kit. You finished Paper Mario. Wait, what are you doing? You finished Paper Mario? Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a good game. There's like it definitely dragged a bit. Um, yeah, could towards been... the end, I was like, let's fucking get this shit done. But uh, the middle of the game is is absolutely terrific as you're exploring new areas and finding toads. Yeah. I hated that you stopped finding toads. Um, yeah, I didn't. I, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't understand why. Like, it just, there was less reason to I just explore. Forgot. I don't know. I, I don't know. It was, it was just a very odd choice. Like, yeah, they almost like forgot or something. There's so many them. secrets in the first in all like you know the you know the first two thirds of the game, and then the last third there's barely anything. But I did I loved yeah, the crazy. um the the like the toad spa um level. That was great. That was a great <laughs> yeah. And I loved yeah <clears throat> having. I found ba- after that that's when it started dragging for me when it was like and then you crash and then you do this and then there's this. I was like okay like. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I I I did love having um, what's his name, the little wizard, in my party. Um, what's his name again? It is uh, Kamek. Kamek, yeah, yeah, he yeah, rules. He's, he's a guy, one of the all-time Mario characters. And I like, yeah, I loved like, yeah, like Bowser, and it is, is is a great presence. But the final ba- boss battle was like just a bunch of random shit, but it was still fun. Yeah, I wish. I think, yeah. I think it's still like my top five like Switch games that are that are like first party or whatever. Hands down, yeah, easily. It was so enjoyable. Like the the pros outweigh the cons for me. It's one of my most played. It's it's just outside. Yeah, same. Uh, I think it's like thirty five hours. It's just beneath Animal Crossing mm. for me. Mm, it's not beneath mine. Mine's like two hundred and ten. That's yeah. That that would be your. I wonder if I can guess your most played uh, Switch games. It's that. Oh yeah, like like no, yeah, you like that, that whole top row, because I reckon it would be, yeah, like uh, number one, Animal Crossing; number two, Breath of the Wild; number three, Fire Emblem Three Houses; number four, Final Fantasy Seven. No, um, Paper Mario was quick. Took longer than Final Fantasy. Did it really? Okay, cool. Incentive for me to actually finish that motherfucking game because it's three <laughs> speed mode on Final Fantasy. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, what you eating there, Chief? Just a. Green apple licorice. Gross. Needed a mid-show. Is it good? Me up. I had a time. All right. It's neither here nor there. <laughs> why? Why? Why'd you get it? I didn't. All oh, right. Just in the house. Just in the. It just, it just grew. Find his keepers. What <laughs> happens in the studio? Fucking. <laughs> there you go. A little, yeah, a little hint for the for the Hey Fam Studio Lego set. 
it's a kitchen. Sorry, listeners. I was just, um, you know, I hadn't really eaten well today. <laughs> you've been had a small cup of a furry, like very small. So you got like a big box of like Japanese instant ramen sent to the house, like a bunch of different That's right. cup noodles. Yeah, like twenty cups or so. One of them, different types. One of them came with a like <laughs> a little package of like freeze dry like, this big disc of pork. Yeah. And like you know, it like, was the ipudo. It's the ipudo one. It was the, it was their kakamen or whatever ramen that's on the menu. Like their like signature dish. What did it you taste? Probably like? had it if you've eaten. What it. did it smell like? First of all, <coughs> like before, smell. It didn't smell like there wasn't like an adverse odor where you were like ew, not like when you open like tinned fish. There was nothing like that. Right. It just kind of was whatever and kind of I guess activated in the hot water. That's so funny. Did it taste good? Like yeah, it was great. It was, yeah, it was fine. It kind of just like it was. It had like a thickness to it. It was. It was kind of weird, but like whatever. Um. So you've got the Lego Mario starter starter set. You built it. You got to have like yeah. a, a fun little Lego day by yourself. How was that? Well, it was a Lego before work. I was like, well, I got an hour to kill. Yep. It was funny. You use the app to build it. I mean, look, I don't buy that much Lego. Anymore, I kind of it's in boxes. If I do buy it, same here, brother. I'm like a minifig guy now. Like I like just minifigs, just yep. like a, like you know, you got me that Tom Cruise one and the <laughs> Mutt Williams one. Like <laughs> I like like weird minifigs. That's kind of my vibe. Mm-hmm. And there's no way I you know I, I I kind of like was I did voice my not vibeness of the Ness, and I think it's whatever. It's cool that it exists, but it's like not for me. Mm-hmm. I'm just like that's. I'm not getting that. That's pretty different um, from what you said a few weeks ago. <laughs> no, I just think like, I I see why pe- a certain person wants it. Like, I get that. But also like, I would never want that right now in my life. Like, I'm just like, yeah, there's no, like, I, I was in the presence of it and was offered it too by someone at the Lego store. They're like, we have two out back. Do you want one? Because it was like a line of 50 people. And I was just like, no, like, I actually don't. And I was like, man, me a few years ago, I would have fucking just said yes. Or maybe even said, I'll take two. But I was just like, no, I don't want this. Like someone who wants pleasure from this should have it. Like, Yeah, you should have got it for me. (laughs) Did you want it though? Yeah, I really want it. Actually, I've sold a bunch of Lego with the intention of buying that. Um, But I didn't didn't want to go out, trek out to that store on Saturday and now it's sold out. Yeah. So I'll get it. I'll get it. Damn. I'll get it at some point this year. Um, so like heaps more money. You should have told me. I would have got it. It was like three forty nine. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I'll find it for like less than that later later this year. Once it once all the hype yeah. dies down, it'll still be a sick set. Um, but it was I- just kind of strange. I was like, eh, yeah, I'm glad I don't want that. But I just want like the minifig of Mario and like those characters. They're so sick mm. for like you know where I put that shit up, uh, like a good grown man does. Yeah, I mean, you and me both agree that the best thing that to come out of this Lego Mario stuff is the um, little blind bag sets of the, of the villains. Totally. And uh, hey, rule. I heard that yeah, like if you buy the the blind box, the like well, the, there's they're they're just in a row, so you can just grab ten in a row, and that's all ten of the villains. So I did that, and so yeah, I spent Saturday night with the kids building all those little um, Mario enemies up and quizzing them on what what their names were and uh yes the blooper is so such a good such a good build it looks so sick it's so effective um i got a bob arm which i thought was sick as well but so you've got the starter kit i ordered it through lego.com because it came with um you get two bonuses with it like one of those like a monty mole one and the other's a super mushroom 
But I got uh, the super mushroom. N- nothing has arrived yet, and there's no it's sign of bonkers. the package. And I don't know what the fuck's going on. I bought the well, Mario, got, the Mario house set with Yoshi, and I've just built Yoshi. It is. It's so weird that. that you don't use instructions. You have to log on to an app, and and find the yeah. set that you want to build on the app. Like, how long are Lego going to support that? If 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 I buy one of these sets, you know, ten years from now. Am I even going to be able to get instructions? You, to you'll be able to find the fucking instructions. This is the worst case scenario I could possibly think of right now, all right? No, you know how inane and fucked the Lego community is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those things are doc. They're already like documented. They've already been like in a time capsule somewhere. They're, yeah, they're already on, on, on their way to space. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, like you'll be fine. But so the... The Mario Starter's Kit kit has Mario in it. It's the only set with Mario in it. And he, like, scans things because all of the different enemies have, like, a little barcode on them. Well, yeah, there's a light. When you turn him on, there's, like, a little light coming out from his ass. Like, between That's his canon. legs. If you actually... If you stop... If you pause any Mario game and then move the camera beneath his butthole, you, you'll see a big yeah. light protruding from underneath it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he scans that and, like, reacts. Or if you put him on his side, like, on his back, he just starts sleeping and shit <laughs> and starts snoring. I, sh- I can get it if you want and show you how it sounds. Yeah, let's have a little special guest in this episode. Right, it's right. It's, it's, it's over here. Special guest, Mario Mario. Um, for his first first appearance on Hey Fam. Uh, we've talked about him enough. Um, you would think he would have been here sooner. But, you know, five years after we started the podcast, he's finally here. I can't believe you still got it in the Lego store bag. Oh, and it's still in the box, in the bag. This only child yeah, I fuck. Are you going to display it? With uh, its dead eyes? It looks so funny when it's turned off. Because it's like it has LEDs as its eyes and mouth. And so when it's not turned on, it's just like dead black eyes and mouth. The angel of death, Mario. Okay, here we go. D- All right, I'm just going to fire up the phone app because I think it connects. I think if you want to play it, you've got to have the phone app nearby. That's annoying. Does it play Let's through? It the, does it play through Mario? Or f- See? Oh, look at him! He looks so good. There's a light coming out of his butt. Let, make him so, say something. Well, I think that's why. He, so he's like blinking. He has like. Okay. So what you do? It's pretty crazy. If you have like a blue blue brick like this right if you put that under him oh, dude. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> we need wireless mics <laughs> lapel lapel mics for mario see how you probably can't see it let's see how he has like water on his chest yep oh so he, so he knows that he's in water. water that's cool yeah so when you take it off it goes back to normal interesting so like that thing is constantly scanning um if you put on a red one that's when the fire comes and he's like oh whoa, 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 whoa. like It's got to be a full square. Hang on. God damn it, Mario. This is great. Oh, wait, Worst grass? guest ever. See, when he's on grass, it's like... He's green. happy. It's like is grass. It, I, I don't want to see it. I want to hear him. Um. Okay. <coughs> I think I've got to connect him to the app. So... So he doesn't... Fire it up and you hit like the Bluetooth button on the back of him. He has like a little Bluetooth. Okay. I'll put him near here. Come on. Should I just cut in some, some uh, audio of him, of Mario saying... Yo, when I met Mario, remember that he came... Here we go. 
Connect Lego Mario. So I'm connecting it now. There's like a little loading thing on his chest. Okay. Still not it's talking. Kind of cool. Like the tech tech behind it is sick. Yeah. Can you see? Would you oh, see it as something that you would enjoy I, playing with as a kid? Yeah, it's talking. What's he, he say? Was. I heard him. Like, he just went waha. Like he doesn't say much. I put him on his back and he'll start sleep. I put him on his back and he'll start sleeping. Does he say so long, gay Bowser? <laughs> yeah, he says. Uh, um. Yes. <laughs> Does uh, he? If, if, he goes, here we go. Hang on. I'm gonna put him down. He was asleep. He goes. I'm a tired. <laughs> Give it like a second. He's blinking. His mouth closed and he's staring. Come on, dude. Fucking Mario. Come on. Come on. If, I'm a tired. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. His eyes Worth are like it. Half closed. Worth and within it. like thirty Best seconds, he'll ever. like. He'll start sleeping. If you scan your snoring. your laptop keyboard, wait, wait, does he teach you typing? Wait. Oh, he's snoring. And he has like Z on his chest, and his eyes are now shut. And, and then, then if you lift him up, he goes, "All right," and his eyes are awake. That's so it's sick. pretty good, like motion detection and crazy shit like that. I'm gonna hear what he says if you turn him off. See you there later. You Perfect. That's it. I mean, it's it's cool as hell. Yeah. I think it's like a sick thing. I wish. Like, you know, I'm not going to have this out on display because it's kind of like, there's no right way to build it. It's up to you. I think it's like a great thing for kids to like encourage them to like, you know, how a video game level works and like physics and up and down. And yeah, shit totally. Like it, it's almost coding, not quite coding, but it's seriously, not, not that's what off. I was describing it. I was like, this is like the thing you do before you do coding. And it's, it's crazy that it exists. Like I know Lego have like a fucking monstrous flex now on... <laughs> You know, culture Media. and can like make Lego of anything. Yeah, but it still blows me out that Nintendo are like, yes. Yeah, totally. I I wonder if we're gonna get an actual standalone Lego Mario game. Like it, that seems like a no brainer, but That's, I also don't know what it they seems like a logical. Yeah, a logical thing that Nintendo will never do. Yeah, I mean, look, the Lego games are kind of not the bastions of forward-thinking video game design that they once were. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, I would I'm I would sure love a Lego game that wasn't made by. Is it Tall Tales? The TT? The, yeah, guy, the guys that make all so. Lego games? It would be so great for someone else to, to make something different. To make, I don't know. A Mario Lego game. A Nintendo designed Lego game would be wild. I mean, look, they just... They got a paper one out and it wasn't what anyone wanted. So, it'll be interesting. <laughs> but actually, yeah, the, the Lego Mario game is the... What is did the, you think of the fighting? In uh, Paper Mario? Yeah. It was fine. I The boss battles in that game are the best. Like that's yeah, like easily the best boss battles in a Paper Mario game, I think. I stand by that. When you yeah, like the the stapler, the scissors, the the it was fun. The tin of pencils, like their attacks are really fun. There's like genuine strategy that you've got to like in just to get to fo- like the position to battle them, yeah. and then you know which which way you want to fight them. I it was like- real Fire Emblem hours, like where you like do I come from the front, the back, the side, like introducing like weak spots and stuff. I was like this this is sick. That final boss. Like this is light spoilers. The final boss is just like a puzzle you have to solve, and I I fucking hated yeah. that so much. What a same. Cop, it what was a so. Out. It was more like, <coughs> yeah. It was more like quick action reactions too. Like yeah. jump, jump, jump. And I was like, come on, man. The whole game's avoided this. And some of the, like the the game show thing, like I thought was a really really cute idea. The shy guys finished last game show thing. That went so long. It just it was really like, and it was kind of like brain teasers and shit. Like it wasn't. I don't know. It was an interesting decision to put that in there. 
Um, but I think overall, I'm pretty positive on that game. I definitely recommend it. I think the story is really great. Yeah, look, I, the I still my top five on the Switch. Hey, I just got um something very interesting just popped up on my screen. What's that? It's uh five years since Lenny Kravitz's dick popped out of his pants. Fuck yeah, to man. The day. Should we end the episode with us just celebrating? That's what I mean. There's no better that moment one more time. Um, five so years while we ago, fly away, Lenny Kravitz we was performing to. a live show <laughs> in uh, in very very tight pants, and he's got his guitar, and he and he ducks down, and his pants rip, and his big dick just he's flops like, out. But he's playing like an 11 a.m. slot at a music festival. It looks like like it's sunny. It's like it's so funny. Yeah, and he does like a crap core move. <laughs> 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 I'm looking at it now. And my favorite thing from the whole from the whole uh, Lenny Kravitz like dick out was Steven Tyler's message going, dude, no underwear and pierced. Fuck me. You never showed me that shit. And then Lenny Kravitz screenshotting the iMessage and sharing it. <laughs> it's so good. It like rips open and then just hangs out of his pants for a moment. <laughs> Fuck it rules. And I remember Zoe Kravitz tweeting me like she was so embarrassed. <laughs> Everything it's such a good moment. So sick. That's great. Yeah. That, someone just sent that to me then. <laughs> it's like I have to bring this. Because like up. Th- the pants he's wearing are so funny. Like they're like really, really yeah. tight. Are they leather or vinyl? I don't know. But they it could be yeah, some some fake <laughs> And he's like mouths open. There's backup dancers behind him, and he, I don't know what he's even out. doing to his guitar, um, just shredding. And then his dick just flops <laughs> out. So good. It's so good. What a great gift it's to culture. One of, it's one of the best images. Stephen Tyler's reaction is just like, yeah, that, I think he speaks for the world. It's it's, just, it's really upsetting that the rock community didn't get behind Lenny Kravitz and do the same. I thing. know. Like dicks out yeah. for Lenny Kravitz should have been a rock and roll movement. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen every dude with a with a with a Gibson Les Paul yeah. or a Fender Stratocaster at home walking around the streets with their dick out. And Hi, like going, this is Sir Elton John, and this is dicks <laughs> out for Lenny Kravitz. Zong, yeah, flop. it would be so great. Yeah, I'd love that. Hey, this is uh, Steven Tyler from Aerosmith, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm getting my dick out for Lenny Kravitz, man. And as much as my daughter Liv is telling me not to, I'm getting my dick out for Lenny. <laughs> Hey, this is yeah, Neil so Young. Good. This is Neil Young. I'm getting my dick out for Lenny Kravitz. Hey, hey my name's Paul. I'm a Beatle, yeah. And <laughs> I know if John was still here, he'd get his dick out too. Ain't that right, Ringo? <laughs> oh yes, Paul, he would. And George would have his out already. It'd be a lot of yeah, a lot of good. <laughs> Hi, we're the Jonas Brothers, and we're getting our dicks <laughs> out for Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> That's sick. On Disney Plus. Hey, I'm some 41. <laughs> some 41. <laughs> so good. Hey, I'm some 41 and my dick's out already. And that's because I'm a Lenny Kravitz man. <laughs> Yo, this is Fred Durst from Limp Biscuit. <laughs> I think Lenny Kravitz is a fucking beep. That's an F word. Yeah. But I'm still getting my dick out for Lenny. <laughs> just, even, even Fred Durst, who's homophobic, is getting his dick out for Lenny. Even though I think Lenny getting his dick out's a total beep move, I'm doing it. <laughs> uh, Ain't that right, Wes Boland? <laughs> maybe that's how uh, how we should ce- we should encourage people to uh, celebrate the fifth year. Uh, rock stars only, platinum artists only. Get your dicks out yeah. for Lenny Kravitz. Big plat style. If you if you got a plat recce on the wall, just <laughs> even if you know you're at home, 
Get that dick out. <laughs> Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> I bet you, you know, I bet he's thinking about it right now and smiling, going, yeah, that was sick. Hey, this is Skrillex. I'm getting my dick <laughs> out for Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> <laughs> that kid, oh, the, the yodeling kid. <laughs> well, yeehaw. Yeah. Hey, this is Mason Ramsey. <laughs> and when I ain't going to bed early and drinking a glass of milk, I'm getting my dick out for Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> Yodel a Lenny a Who else is there? Well, Angus, that's a uh, incredible. Hey, this is Mark Wahlberg, and even this is Marky Mark from the Funky Punch, and I know you know me as an actor now. <laughs> but I, I used to make shirt music. Off a lot. I used to make music, and when I used to take my shirt off, I wish I did it like Lenny and had no pants on. Anyway, yeah, I lost the accent. Flop. Anyway. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, that, hey, that, this that is Josh one. Gad, the voice of <laughs> Olaf. <laughs> crying. And I'm getting it's okay my okay dick. It's okay to get your dick out for Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> Who else is that? <laughs> Save something good for PayFam, bro, because this episode of Hey Fam I'm trying is to get over. bad voices that we can't do. We're going to say. All right, all right, all right. This <laughs> is Matthew. <laughs> I've got a when I'm a wild turkey man. I'm talking about some other turkey. No, I was trying to make a bad joke about his dick being his turkey. I can't do Matthew McConaughey at all. Hey, this I is this is anyone. Woody Harrelson. Hey, this is uh, Dave <laughs> hey, Franco. This is Woody Harrelson. Hey, this is uh, Jet. What's the other guys from Now You See Me? Hey, hey, this is Jesse Eisenberg, and uh, I'm doing a magic trick. My pants are on. <laughs> now they're off. Like the promo. That's the promo for Now You See Me three. Now you three me. Yeah, you know when you go to the movies, R.I.P., and I'd be like, hey, this is Channing Tatum, and I'm so glad you're at Hoyt's to watch it. And, you know, they're just, like, reading. They do, like, ten of them. That's the Now You See Me. It's like, hey, I'm Woody Harrelson from Now You See Me (laughs) 3. And I'm getting And I'm glad you're here at Hoyt's so I can get my (laughs) dick out for Lenny Kravitz. (laughs) What do you think that cup hold is for, man? (laughs) Push your dick in it. Hey, this is Kermit the Frog, and I'm getting my dick out <laughs> oh, yeah. for Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> <laughs> that rules. I can't think of any other. That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of Hey Fam. But every week this we is do. Brian from Family Guy. Fuck. <laughs> 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 I'm in Avatar Land, and I'm not wearing any clothes because I've got my dick out. Peter. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> Bart. <laughs> <laughs> Get your dick back in your parents, boy. <laughs> That's so bad. That was the worst four minutes yeah, ever. Incredible. Incredible. And it's going to be 20 more minutes of that in PayFam this week. Hey, I'm Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> Husband of Hillary Rodham Clinton. <laughs> and I'm taking my dick out for Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> Excellent. I play the sax. He plays guitar with both shredders, man. <laughs> that does not even sound like Bill Clinton. Yeah, that's fine. It was fine. Uh, every week when HeyFam is over, the mics stay on for PayFam, and you can get access to a whole other episode, another hour of HeyFam. It's probably but- just that. If, spoiler alert, it's it's, it's terrible impressions it- of comedians taking their dick out for Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, the red pill is is we do that for an hour. The blue pill is we talk about... Muppets now. Oh, I've got a Nintendo Direct. <laughs> 35 years of Mario. We love Mario. He's our favorite character. You know, I have that voice. Yeah, yeah. So this year, this year to celebrate, we're taking our dicks out for Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> it's like, it's actually, 
35 years of Mario has now been steamrolled by five years of Lenny Kravitz's dick. <laughs> the year of Lenny. There's an amiibo. There's Crouch Lenny. <laughs> There's Len- Lenny Kravitz's penis amiibo. Yeah. <laughs> And it's the fight. There's a new smash. Could <laughs> someone make that? In, someone make that in Photoshop for us. Lenny Kravitz getting Could his dick out. Someone make a new challenger approach it. Yes. What does it say? <laughs> Lenny can have a shadow of Lenny Kravitz's dick. Lenny Lenny Kravitz lets it all hang out in Super Smash Bros. <laughs> Ultimate. And this is his fin- <laughs> this is finishing. You, you two, you two can fly away. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to go his way this March in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate? Update four. <laughs> Seeing a water at home with his two TVs. One is just that live concert constantly playing. That's great. Yeah. Anyway, patreon.com slash heyfam for another hour of heyfam. Um, we call it payfam. We do it every single week. And there's no better time of the month to sign up than the beginning of the month. You've got all of August uh, to decide whether $5 is all you want to spend for extra HeyFam every single week because we do an episode every single week, um, which means $5 now will get you four episodes before the month is over and you get charged again. It's a long time to make the decision. So uh, come on board, patreon.com slash HeyFam, and uh, you can hear us talk about Muppets now, uh, Mission Impossible 3, the ongoing... Huh. Ongoing, uh, very slow uh, review process of me rewatching. That's good. It gives us something to talk about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> plus, we both played a bit of the new game Fall Guys, and uh, Angus has gone just sicko mode on Succession, and uh, we're going to talk about that. And Ghost of Tsushima. That's kind of my life at the moment. Ghost of Succession. Uh, I gravitate between being a um, yeah, a, a, a cunning white guy <laughs> with, who wants to bring down my family. Uh, and uh, honorable samurai. Beautiful. Um, so that's over at PayFam, which we're going to record right now. Come and join us, patreon.com slash HeyFam. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be there too. Bill Clinton, the president. <laughs> <laughs> Former president. <laughs> uh, enjoy your morning. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.